Hey guys, it's March, and you're listening to Hola Vichola, Queen of the Rings. Welcome everyone, welcome back to the show. So, surprise, I'm recapping The Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. And um, one of the reasons why I wanted to get into this show, it's because it's a first season, and you know, I just started, I've just recently watched all of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbits are one of my favorite, you know, type of movies that are like this kind of fantasy, fantastical. They're all just so cute and, and they're fighting for a ring and power and all that stuff. So I thought what a better way to get into this show. Um, what a better way to like fortify my relationships with the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings than to enter the Rings of Power. So yeah, here we are. Um, I just finished watching the show and uh, a lot happened. So much so that I don't know what's going on. Um, I wonder if any of you have that same feeling. I, I, I have an idea of what's going on, but I don't know why any of this is happening. Um, so it's gonna be really interesting this new season that we're going to experience. So yeah, let's just like get right into it. So we open up with a cold open essentially. And you know, it's the typical storytelling. And the name of the episode is called A Shadow of the Past. And so one of the things about this show that I thought was really compelling was that it's a thousand years, 3000 years in the past. So the fact that this episode is the shadow of the past, I didn't realize we could get further beyond the time period we're already in. But nonetheless, I learned a lot. And I hope you learned a lot too. So the um, kind of the cold open opening scene we're in a field in a meadow with a bunch of children in white and they're all just like you know laughing and giggling and twirling in the meadows um and it kind of goes over to a little girl and she seems to be creating something or playing with something and so we already know that she's othered since she's not playing with the kids all the kids are twirling and she's by the river on a stone so she's going to be quite an interesting character already (laughs) and um, she proves us right when we see her playing with a sort of paper mache boat mind you they're all elves so they're magical in nature so whatever boat she creates is probably going to come to life and fly away or something but um, they're by a creek and she puts the boat on the creek and all the kids are kind of like, hey, is your boat going to work? And she's like, duh, do you know who I am? My boat is going to work. And um, her boat works and it's beautiful and it's like down the river or down the little creek and everyone is like, all the little kids are like cheering for her. But then soon enough, it gets really dark and they start trying to destroy the boat that she's created because they're jealous, obviously. I mean, I, what, I wouldn't assume anything else. So 
we see her pretty upset and then these lame kids come and they throw this one of them throws a big rock at her boat and the boat sinks the stone sinks the light airy boat and now this is important because this is basically what this episode is about um so once he throws a stone she immediately goes to kick his ass and I'm so thankful for her energy and her urge to I she should have much she really should have just ended his life right then and there but you know because they're elves and they're graceful she was interrupted by her sibling and her sibling's name is Finrod and so Finrod is talking to the character her name is um Gala Galadriel 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 let me tell you something this Galadriel name is going to be a very common Dominican name because one thing we sure love is to mix up names and this one I can already see it being a big favorite so um we have Finrod talking to Galadriel Galadriel and they're by they're by a tree which is also very significant in this in this episode or in the season or in all of the thrones all of the <laughs> lord of the rings um and they're having a sweet conversations about nothing honestly <laughs> and he's basically you know just kind of like putting some game on her giving her some truths some things to think about uh, and he foreshadows his own death by saying that he's not going to be around to be able to help her with things that she will need, which we all know it's in what it's like first 15 minutes in and he's already talking about how he's not going to be around much for very long or won't be around forever. So immediately I knew, well, um, Finrod finna die. <laughs> um, and so... I guess it's dinner time and they're being called to go eat food or go home. And as they're walking up the hill, there's like this beautiful scene of like these trees and there is like a, a golden tree that's that kind of has like the sun behind it. But then right beside it, it's like a cool and cold tree. You know, you have like hot and cold in the same space. So again, I think we're being told that we're going to be dealing with fire and ice. Um, and so that was that. Uh, then we, we learn about this upcoming war or, and the elves have to leave their motherland called Valinor, um, which is the old home. And they end up migrating over to middle earth and on their way over there, the elves are now at war with the orcs and again it's like a fight between I don't want to say good and evil feels more like light and dark for me I, I'm gonna go with it's a, a war against the lightness and the darkness and um I was uh wasn't sure if they were actually orcs you know I didn't know if they could call them orcs or if they could use the same you know uh, characteristics but man those orcs are so ugly 
they are just, they're just like roaches. They just look so vile. I, I don't understand why are they so ugly. I was very distracted by how ugly they were. And uh, yeah, they get into it with Finrod. And uh, Finrod dies. And his sister Galadriel is basically, they're all cleaning up the mess from the war that lasted thousands of years I think I don't know if I got that right thousands of years if not days but you know days could be years for them who knows how how time moves in this in this space um so yeah so while she's kind of cleaning up she finds what I think is Finrod's helmet um and they're putting all of the helmets on a mound um, and I guess out of all the helmets, she found his, which, okay, <laughs> it was bittersweet, but how did she find his helmet out of all those helmets? She found the last one and it happened to be his. I, I find that quite sus if you ask me. Um, so now we're, we're starting to realize that darkness is winning and we get a glimpse of Sauron. Sauron, Sauron, which he is or it they are a part of the original The Lord of the Rings. So I guess he's still around. He's been around. He just doesn't die, right? Because he like bounces from like, he's like a soul. So he bounces from being to being. So you can't really kill it. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so one of the things I found really interesting in the scene, in particular in this like sequence, was we see Sauron and he's like gathering all the orcs and they all multiply and duplicate like roaches. Ugh. Um, which you know, okay, whatever. Um, but we see Sauron up at this mound and it's super cold and dark. And he's clearly starting. He is clearly starting in this moment. He's not going to let up. But then we move back to, we move back to Galadriel with her brother. And he's laying on like, you know, a mortician like bed, but not like traditional, like modern, but like, you know, elven times. Elvian, is that how you say Elvian? Forgive me, I don't know these terms, but I'm just going to say Elvian until I get it right. Um, she's talking to him and she's sad that he's gone and she sees that he's been, uh, what is that term again? Oh my goodness, it's like leaving my brain. Um, when you get like uh, burned on, you know, what they do to cattle when they like, put, oh they get branded. Thank you, branded. They get branded. So he was branded with Sauron's um, sigil sign. And I guess that has powers. But the question I have, the question I have is, how did they get his body? Wasn't he at a war? Didn't the orcs take over his body? I would think that they would chop him up or eat him or dispose of him. So how did she have access to his body? Do people in this time period 
beings in this time period, do they all fight and then everybody just like sends their loved ones back to where they're supposed to go? I thought we'd never see him again, but yet here he is just like with a few scratches, dead and branded. I have questions. I have, I have questions. This is where Galadriel's vengeance begins. You can see the darkness filling her up with rage. And um, she's kind of doing a, a voiceover and she's talking about how she's going to find Sauron and kill him um, or kill it. And uh, yeah, she's kind of losing sight because that's her only mission. And so in this mini montage, we're seeing her and her crew go over all of these mountains and all of these valleys and all of these roads. And they get to this place called Forderwaith, Forderwath, Forderwaith, which is the northernmost waste of wherever they are. I I can't, I don't think it's Middle Earth. Middle Earth is where they live, so it can't be there. But they're in a place called Forderwaith. And um, it's, it's cold. It basically looks like a big ice sheet. And she's free soloing with all of her mates. And it's windy and it's cold. And she feels none of it. She is so enraged that she says, I, I don't care if any of you behind me fall. I'm going to kill Sauron. I'm going to find him. And when I find him, I'm going to kill him. Um, and so once they get up to the top, they're all kind of having a conversation saying, we can't do this anymore. We've been with you. It's been so long and we haven't found any orcs. We haven't found any danger. We haven't found Sauron. I don't think we're going to find it anymore. And sure enough, the clouds open up and there is the castle of Sauron, the one where he, where we first saw him. Um, so they all walk in and now we're like in, you know, Sauron's castle and, um, Galadriel walks upon like a, a table and, you know, because it's Sauron, he has to like leave a mark wherever he goes. And he basically left his little sigil that says Sauron was here just in case anyone had any questions or wondered, um, you know, if anyone was confused about where they were, he wanted to make sure that they knew that this is where he was. So, you know, that's pretty tight. I mean, I think he could be a really good graffiti artist if he really like gave it a shot. Um, and, uh, they're kind of in this castle, right? And they're, they're all talking, being distracted. They don't want to be there anymore. And then we see a hand, a gnarly hand. This is a huge hand. Um, and I thought at first, like, oh, maybe this is the hand of like a, a Smeagol of, of some kind, you know, that we're gonna, he's gonna be, he's gonna look like we're supposed to be afraid of him, but he's actually gonna be like, like chill and like interested in also helping you find Sauron turns out no I was wrong it was a beast a really gnarly one and of course you know G um splats him and you know cuts out his guts and chops and like spears his head and and then he's dead 
But I think all of the other elves that she was with were pretty startled. They were pretty shocked. They just were just kind of like, uh, I didn't sign up for this. Uh, could we like maybe go back home? And she was like, yeah, no, we're just going to stay here for the night and then we'll get back home. And they all rose up and then put their swords down, which I didn't know what that meant. Maybe they meant like, we're done fighting for you. So our swords are on the ground. Um, But they all left her. And uh, yeah, she kind of lost the plot and had no one backing her up at this point. They've seen enough. I think um, big gnarly orc slash dog beast was kind of their like limit. So finally we get to the opening credits. And so it just opens up and it just says the Lord of the Rings, rings of the ring of power. And that was it. And that's all we got. Um, And so now we're taken back to a different time or like a different location and we're looking at these moose men yes i said moose men not like men with like hooves on their like ears they're like these you know kind of older men i think and they're they have these huge like hooves i think but they look like wings behind their back and they're ginormous and I'm not kidding they're I don't know how they were walking with this on where does it grow out of their bodies what is the proportion for them to be able to carry such weight and walk at the same time because their tiny bodies didn't match the weight that these huge bone like you know uh, trunks uh, butterfly wings slash moose wings um yeah you'll see it they were huge and um they're kind of there's like something that runs behind them and they're just kind of like what was that because they look like they're hunting um and the other guy's kind of like don't worry about it this just kind of like where the lands where we're at let's just like keep going moving let's keep hunting so they move on and soon as they're out of sight, we see some hay kind of like stand up. And to my surprise, I, I thought it was a hobbit. And I'm thinking, oh, we get the hobbits too. How cute. And uh, it's not just one. They're like, they all pop up like little trolls. And they're everywhere. And they're hiding in, in plain sight. Um, and so we're now in a place of, you know, trolls. And they're all kind of talking to one another, saying the coast is clear, until we see the the main elder hobbit. And he basically is reading this book and sees the, um, what does he see? He's looking at a sequence of events and it's like a bunch of little creatures, a bunch of things. And then he sees the moose men. Um, And then he sees darkness, images of darkness soon after. So now he's looking at this as if it was an omen or, you know, a sign of things, bad things to come. Um, And also one of the things that they noted was that they were there at the wrong time, at the wrong time period. They're supposed to be there 
closer to winter and it was clearly summer or spring they just weren't there when they were supposed to be there so dun 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 all right i mean i would if the hobbits tell me that this is a problem i'm going to believe that this is a problem so now they're all we're all kind of watching them these hobbits kind of live in the space with each other in their little community and how they relate to one another um and one of the things i noticed also about these hobbits is that they were doing a lot of accent work I felt like their accents didn't match up to like their neighbor's accent or their friend's accent. Um, So if any of you know where these hobbits are supposed to be from and what accent they're supposed to be using, because I I actually found it a little like surprising that they didn't all share the same accent. But, you know, what do I know? (laughs) Um, So then we move on to uh, discover these, the Hobbit babies, the Hobbit kids are like playing in these fruit lands and they're like eating a bunch of blackberries, which honestly, those blackberries looked so good. (laughs) They were huge and they looked juicy and huge and I wanted some. And uh, yeah, they were all kind of like hanging out and then they like see this like huge foot imprint, which I personally thought it was you know, that orc slash dog mix. Um, But I wasn't wrong. It is a dog. It just wasn't the dog I thought it was. So they're all kind of like, um, kind of getting ready to wrap up anyway. But since they see this like imprint, the big sister sees the imprint and uh, she rounds up all the babies and they all leave. And then we get a sign. We get to see a glimpse of this beast like fox slash chupacabra type of character that will you know make his make him makes make himself seen and known soon enough so we now we're moving on to a new city and it's called linden and this is the capital of the high elves so we meet this character named elrond and he's bffs with galadriel Galadriel they're BFFs and they're talking on a cliff and Galadriel's like showing him like yo like you know Sauron he's like here he was here he's like still alive like look at this imprint it was the same imprint on my brother and Elrond is like that doesn't prove that he's still alive girl like it's just that he was here Mark it doesn't say when he was here he didn't sign it with like Sauron Com, you know, apostrophe 22. So, or, you know, whenever that time period was. Um, yeah, so it's it's really not enough to say Elrond was there, but, you know, she's not taking it because she's like, I know he was here. And so they're right by the cliff while they're having this conversation. And honestly, Elrond did deserve a little push off the cliff, in my opinion. You just don't disrespect Galadriel she's clearly like not coming from nowhere even though it wasn't substantiated enough but I would say just throw him off the cliff why not I'm sure he'll survive it right don't like elves live like aren't they almost immortal well no because then her brother died so that wouldn't technically they're not immortal 
But you know, I can't keep up with who's immortal, who's not immortal. They 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 like to switch up the stories a lot, or you know, their immor immortality. Anyway, we move back to the little hobbits, and we learn that the the sister who discovered the Bigfoot imprint, her name is Eleanor Eleanor Brandyfoot. Eleanor Brandyfoot. Eleanor Brandyfoot. That's her name. Um, and she's talking to her mom and the mom is basically telling them like, you know, everybody in this world has a place, you know, the men have their grains, the, um, the dwarves have their mines and the elves have their towers or the forests, the trees also have the forests and their harfoots. And so at this point I thought, um i thought they were hobbits but it turns out that they're actually the same the the harfoots are just a different type of hobbit they're a much more melanated sun-kissed hobbit than the ones that we've typically seen so you know okay i'm game up we're not going to call them hobbits anymore even though they are hobbits we're just going to call them by their ethnic name which is harfoots i believe i don't know would that make them ethnic ethnic ethnically harfoots <laughs> imagine okay so then we move on to this the elves ceremony and at this point in time galadriel or g she doesn't want the ceremony she finds this ceremony a bit dismissing kind of like the king is like all right girl you did your thing um cool you try to find mr sauron obviously you didn't find him but here's Here's a ceremony for doing your best. And as he's giving her what maybe a crown of some sort or a sword, she looks at him like she's coming for him next. And again, this woman is filled with rage. I don't understand why you guys don't leave her alone. She will come for you. It's just you don't get in a way you don't get in the way of a woman with a vengeance but you know they don't like to listen to women so what do I know okay so we're back with the tree and Finrod and not that he's alive G is basically in these like it's not a graveyard but it's just like an honoring of the elves that have passed on it seems and so she's in this like beautiful fairyland forest with a, a wooden carving inside a tree of her brother and she's kind of talking to him and guess who shows up guess who shows up elrond because he's obsessed with her and he's in my opinion he's kind of talking down to her he's telling her like you should be grateful you know, the king is very, has been very patient with your insolence and your constant disrespect. And he is just being kind. And you really should be grateful for everything that he's allowed you to do. And G's like, the fuck? I care. I don't want a king. I want to go to war. Are you, who are, like, who's Elrond with? The king or with her? You know, and he's he's trying to like both sides this. He's trying to like play neutral, play Switzerland. But you know what that gets you? No, where that also gets you killed. So 
then we moved to this new place, which I found like, I didn't think that we could get in more places, more newer introductions, but here we are. We're with a character named Arondir, Arondir, and Arondir, I think that's his name, Arondir, Arondir, and he's inside a bar, and this man looks like he's an elf, an elf um, soldier of some kind, I think. I'm not really quite sure what he is, but again, it's like, I felt like so much was happening in this episode, and we were introduced to so much that I couldn't really focus on what was actually going on and how all these people interconnected but again it's the first episode of the first season so we have time but kind of wish they made it a little bit more clear um in this episode but anyway so we're with Arondir and he's at this bar and he's trying to talk to someone or the bartender and I have no idea what they were saying I could not understand that man um not Arondir but the bartender they were all talking to each other and I was kind of like, all right, whatever, moving on. Um, but then he, I don't do it. He comes outside and he's like with another soldier elf and, uh, they're kind of talking about, you know, they haven't seen anything for years and who are they really chasing? And he's kind of like, we're not going to stop until the King tells us to stop. So then Arondir goes to this house and he's like meeting up with this woman and this woman somehow is now needed to help a cow. So she goes to the cow and she can't really tell what's wrong with the cow. Um, But then Arondir gets really close and he like pulled one of the otters and now she's like spilling blood. Blood. I mean, obviously Sauron is back. He's back, baby. Is that what is that what's happening? Um, so then we move to Linden. We're now we're back with Linden, and King, the King and Elrond are talking, and they at first it kind of seems like they're just kind of having like kind of small talk, kind of dark talk, but not really like conspiring against G just yet but I can kind of I got a whiff that they were both like annoyed with her so then now we're back at the Southlands and Arondir Arondir he's with this woman and they're looking over the hillside and something is burning I couldn't tell if it was the city that was burning or just the grasslands and the trees which would still be very significant Um, and they're kind of like, uh uh-oh, it's, the darkness is starting. So we see the darkness starting in the south, um, in the Southlands, that's kind of, that's where they are. And while all of this is happening, um, Galadriel, she's on a boat heading somewhere. I'm, I'm assuming she was heading to her, like, Elvian death of some kind, but she was heading to, she, they were on a boat with, like, a bunch of other elves, and they were ready to be received by the light. Remember, this kind of takes us back to the very beginning when her brother was basically, was when she had asked her brother, how do we know when we go to the light and versus the darkness? And we finally hear the response where her brother says, well, you don't really know what light is until you've touched the darkness. And she's thinking about these things and she's struggling with whether or not she wants to go into the light 
or or fight with a vengeance and it's kind of back and forth and so while this is happening we're back with Elden we're, we're back at Linden with the king and the El- with the king and Elrond and um they're kind of looking like I'm kind of thinking is this a trap because they're kind of giving each other a very ominous look like you know we're going to send them to go see the light but we're actually going to go kill them so we don't have to deal with them so I'm really thinking like this must be a trap like she knows that this must be a trap but instead she decides that she's just going to go deeper into the darkness and she jumps off the boat while all of, while all of her other mates are into the light and um then she finds herself lost at sea now in this big vast ocean and she's watching her her homies basically disappear and dissipate into the light and so at this point there was like a meteor that everyone was seeing the harfoots um arandir and his woman and the woman uh the king uh who else did we see in the in these times I, i think that was it But um, there's this like meteor that's kind of flying through the land. Even the trees were like so afraid of seeing this. Like they were embracing each other when the meteor came by. And so uh, kind of like what looked like a yellow maple leaf falls on the ground beside the king at Linden. And he picks it up and it looks like it's on fire and he turns it around. And then we see the darkness that the leaf has taken over. Kind of like in Moana, you know, when the darkness takes over the land and now the crops, they can't have crops and all that stuff. If you've seen Moana, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and so finally the meteor lands and it explodes. And it happens to explode right by Mrs. Eleanor Harfoot or Eleanor Brandyfoot, who is a Hartfoot. And uh, she looks closer to the meteor. And it's not just your average meteor. It's not just a rock. It turns out that it was a man. A man in a meteor has landed on in Middle Earth. And then that's the episode. So, yeah, I mean, we got a lot in in this first hour of the rings of power i'm excited to see what's going to happen I'm, I'm hoping they can like tighten it up a little bit for me and and help me see where the story is going maybe tighten up the characters um, but i'm really excited because we have galadriel who's the main character and she was the actress in saint Maud. if any of you have seen that seemingly um psychological religious thriller <laughs> Um, she was incredible in that so I know that she's going to be really good in this because she's already activated she's already like um, summoning Saint Maud. I can already see the fire within her so yeah I mean that's all I have for you guys today if you guys have any questions please hit me up on hbxpod at gmail.com follow me on social media at hbxpod on Instagram hola bichola on tiktok and that's all i have for you guys today uh thank you much for tuning in to queens of queen of the ring (laughs) 
<laughs> and I'll see you next time. Bye.